It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers on the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for make the show your first listen. It's free on all platforms. Coming at you Monday through Friday, every single weekday. So why don't you start your days with it? Make it a part of your daily routine. Tell your friends to do the same. Make it your first listen as Locked on Blazers, your team every day. Today's episode is a fun one. The third ever Locked on Blazers Listener Summit, where three listeners to the podcast, listeners to the show, are going to join me and discuss the Blazers offseason. If you want to get involved in a future Locked on Blazers Listener Summit, here's how we're going to do it from now on. I'm just going to mention it in the show. All you got to do is listen to the podcast regularly. Five days a week. Like I said, it's coming at you all the time. So make it a part of, literally, make it a part of your daily routine if you want to be involved in a future listener summit because I will talk about it a couple times in the show, give you maybe 10 days a week notice before we get into it. And then we'll just schedule it from there. And you'll just email me lockdownblazerspot at gmail.com and I will make it happen. That sounds like the best way to do it. I've been kind of uh, f- trying to figure out the way that works best for me. And that one is certainly it. So Listen to the show. You'll find out when listener summits are, and then you'll get to be involved in one in the future. That's how we're going to do it. So without further ado, that's enough preamble. Let's just get into it. Welcome to the listener summit. Joining me now, listener Jess. Jess, how you doing? Thanks for joining the program. Thanks for having me. If this show is the best, best Blazers media in the market, uh, I'm a smarter fan because of it. I tell my friends to make it their first listen every day, and it, I'm happy to be on the listener forum. Thank you for having me. Well, I pr- here's what happened, Jess. You said, hey, can I be on when we did the last one? I said, you said, can I be on? I said, oops, I'll get you next time. And so then when I was like, hey, we're running it back, you sent me an email that said, you already promised, Mike. You said, you already you already, you already, put me on the list, so you can't back out now. So uh, k- kudos to you for remembering when someone, you know, hold people to their word. You know, that's, uh, that's I'm holding people to truth accountable on the pod. So thanks for holding me accountable. Uh, too. Twitter receipts, Twitter receipts. Yeah, Exactly. So we're talking off-season stuff today. Like broadly speaking, what what do you want to see the Blazers do this off-season? What do you want it? We're recording this in the middle of May. When we get to the middle of August, what do you want this thing to look like? Okay. So the first thing is I want them to draft Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good start. So the, number one, the first thing I want is, and we'll find out in six days whether that's possible. I got you know some friends that are. Like would be super excited if we got Brandon Miller, if we didn't hit the, the top spot, but um, that's another conversation. Draft Wimby. That's the first thing I want them to do. Um, step one. Step one. If if that if not that, then I want them to trade for a top, pick an arbitrary number, 10, 12, 15, whatever, pick, right? Um, maybe add another top, pick an arbitrary number, 20, 25 pick. Um, so the build around Dame scenario, right? The I know, I know the super teams have fallen apart. I, I'd like to try a super team in Portland. Just let's just try it. See, it'd be fun to try. Um, and if not that, I, I guess you know, listen to the show two above this in your feed. Uh, I want them to trade Dame, I guess. Um, but I say that just like with my heart hurting. Those are the three so, things. So okay, let, let's let's tease this out. So if 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 they can get, say they don't get get Webby, they get the third pick in the draft. They don't want Brandon Miller. They want an adult, right? They want someone who's who's fully grown, who can rent a rental car without paying premiums, all that good stuff, right? Uh, can run for president. Maybe that's too old. That's 35. That's probably too old. Yeah, no, too no. Old. Run for president in the next presidential cycle, okay? Sure. They want someone who will be 35 in eight years. But um, you are okay if they can't get steps one done of exploring a Dame trade. You, you are open to that idea 
Um, like what is a level that would make you pivot, right? Like what, what would cause you to change lanes? I don't know. Cause I, what I really feel like is going to happen this off season is that like, I don't know that any of these three things are actually possible or at least hit me with it. Why not? I don't think they're probable. And you've outlined these different scenarios and all of the complications there too in past episodes. I think what's more probable is that the big move's not there, right? Um, you had this great uh, question from a listener last week on the mailbag about the seller's market, right? It's the seller's market. I always feel like we have the ghost of Neil Olshay at a press conference saying the deal just wasn't there, the right? The deal just wasn't there. Yeah, we, we tried. Yeah, the deal, you know, enter Portland's a hard market to recruit to, enter these deals are hard. Like, so I, I think. I think it's probable the deal doesn't get done. I also think it's probable Dame doesn't want to leave, right? Right. He likes it here. Every statement he's made, there's no, you know, one of the things that I think I heard Nate Duncan say um, a couple months ago, actually, which was really interesting, was he said there's no logical landing spot for Dame. Um, and you outlined that two days ago on the pod, right? So I know Dame said what he said, but what I actually think he wants, I think we need to get to is we need to just get better in a way that gives him enough narrative to want to stay, right? To say he's staying. So you're, say, you're saying, what you're saying here, Jess, is that in the pick a road, in the pick a road off season where they have to go all in in one basket or go all in the other basket, they are choosing a, a, a more realistic middle basket. I. I don't think they're choosing it. I just think the binary you set up, Mike, is not probable. Okay. I, and I, I, hate, I hate that. I hate that we have to say that. It's I, true. If you, okay, let's, 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 let's just, let's go like live in the world of hypothetical for a moment. This is a, you know, this is, it's all fake anyways. Yeah. The, the Celtics are imploding. Uh, it's not going to work out for them. And, so. they, and they're going to make, Jalen Brown available. And now Jalen Brown's going to have a whole bunch of suitors on the market. He's 24 years old. He's extremely good. He's the exact position everyone wants. He plays both sides of the ball. It's like literally um, the ideal player for the, for the modern league. Um, maybe if he was six, eight, not six, six, but he's freaking good. Is, are you saying Amphrey Simons, the third pick in the draft and some other stuff? Like, are you all in on that? Like, are you, are you willing to say, let's mortgage a lot of it to get that level of player? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that name is, is more, uh, would be more, what would be, uh, a, a name that I would like more than some of the other ones, the OG Ananobis or, you know, other, other pieces. And Jalen Brown's like so much better than OG Ananobi. OG Ananobi has somehow become the most overrated player in the league. And I, to, to that, I say, congratulations, young man. You did yeah. it. I don't know how you did it, but you did it. You did. It's like, it's, he is, um, you, He's somehow prime Kawhi, despite being like a pretty good role player. Yeah, yeah. So Jalen Brown, I'm taking, right? I'm taking. And I'm I'm putting the pickup, and I'm putting Anthony Simons. You know, amongst my sort of Blazers folks that we we text and and we talk. You know, I think I've said before. I think I want. I, I'm trading Shaden Sharp if it's only the last move. Um, like I I think I think if you I think I trade Shaden Sharp when you know that. Your Simons and the pick move turned out really well. So therefore, Sharp's the last piece that gets you to to the the Dame Super Team promised land. Right. Well, I, but I, I'm doing that deal. Heck, I'm, yeah. I'm probably doing other ones. But but that's probably the ceiling of what we could get for sure. Yeah, I think that's like a best case scenario. And also, it's more real now on May 10th than it was on May 
fourth. Like the thing, these things move quickly. Um, it felt like the Celtics were going to run away with the series. Now it feels like they might implode. And it's like, okay, get your, get the binoculars out. Let's look, let's, let's keep a close eye on the situation. I'm telling you, when I tell people about the podcast lately, I've sent them back to the haters guide episode. It was fantastic. It has, it has shaped my off season. I was already thinking that direction. I didn't put it in the language of the haters guide. Like I, all the haters guide scenarios. Let's do it. I want all the options. Yeah, a listener actually emailed me this morning. It was like, "Can we add Jalen Brown to the Haters Guide?" I was like, "Jalen Brown's been in the Haters Guide. We're, we've been the the Locked Up Blazers podcast has been monitoring as 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 rival executives often do. They're yes, monitoring the situation. Uh, so it's it, it's it, I like the idea that you've laid out that like it, the middle path isn't the path you choose; it's the path that chooses you because it's 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 a reality. I and I think you you touch on something that I'm curious about. Do you think Dame is comfortable coming back and what level, just like totally read, like you don't need, I'm not asking you to like sources or whatever, but sort of your gut on what is, what is a level that you think like Dame would say, okay, I'm in, let's go for it. Yeah. It feels like a Jeremy Grant ish level upgrade. It's a great, great point. Great point. Yeah. That seems to me like whatever the five to 10% variant of Jeremy Grant is, it feels like a Jeremy Grant ish upgrade. Something where you can point to to say, this is this is enough for me to to strap the laces back on and give it my all again because I I'm gonna bet on me and we we can be a top four we can be a top sixty seed. Um, yeah, I, I think that's right. I think that's I I really do. I think it's like, um, you know, I, I like it's like John Collins not enough because you can't nope. talk yourself into John Collins being Jeremy Grant, but. Uh, OG or or whoever it might be out there, like uh, Cam Johnson, who's a very good basketball player and is restricted free agent. It's probably not like a pipe dream, but just like a name. Um, yeah. Like it's like that level where it's like hasn't been an all star, but clearly an NBA starter, clearly a plus plus contributor, clearly a guy who could play in the playoffs. I'm in. I I I think you're right. I think with Dame's language where he said it's got to be this way. I got Instagram. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. I do have access to the social media platform Instagram. David Lillard's building himself a new house. <laughs> I've yeah. seen it on social media. He's no, literally this. Yeah, he's literally in this offseason building himself a new house. So like, he wants to be here if they can. And I think your point here is like, yeah, yeah. There's a there are there is an extreme level that you want to get to, but there's a reality that he'll just say, "Let's go, yeah. let's go." I'm wearing the Dame Twelves and I'm ready to ride. One, because it's his history. We, we know this. We can see this past, you know, past behaviors and indicator of future right decisions. But I think he's got to say, I want to upgrade it. But what he's really said is, I just don't want to go young. Right. And I, and I think, I think what, I think there's going to be a move that's going to be Jeremy Grant-ish level that he'll say, that'll be enough for him to be like, all right, everybody on the Dame train again, we're doing it. Because I think yeah. what he wants is, is hope and show cause. A hundred percent. What he doesn't want is them to get the fourth pick in the draft and take one of the Thompson twins out of overtime elite, right? Like that is not okay. So no. if, so I, I ask you this is, I know that you said step one draft Victor Wimbanyama. Is there part of you that says like, well, maybe it would be better if they got number two. <laughs> like, is there part of you that says like, cause that kind of, that, that is a more, that's much more likely to be traded, much more likely to keep Dame in the fold. Is there part of you that says like, yeah, no. I would like to be the t team that trades Scoot Henderson. No, I mean, I, I almost would rather have three than two because I would rather have Brandon Miller than Scoot Henderson for this roster. But um, 
No, would I rather have Wemby or the opportunity to trade to? I'd rather have Wemby, right? Yeah. Um, that's so. the correct answer. That's the correct answer for sure. I just I'm I'm testing the temperature of whether you're of how deep you are into the uh, into the appease Dame camp. Mike, there is nothing more than I want to try the super team model in Portland with Dame. There is nothing I want more than I mean, like I like let's let's give it a like we've been waiting. We let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. But I don't know that we're gonna get there. That sounds like someone who listens to Locked On Blazers. You're hopeful, you're realistic, and you're a little pessimistic in the end. That sounds like a true Locked On Blazers listener. Jess, thank you so much for joining the program. It was a whole bunch of fun. Thanks, Mike. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same when it comes to your motor vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage. Look for the little green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 120 2 million parts to choose from. You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when you when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customer. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Let's keep it rolling on this glorious listener summit. Like I mentioned before, if you want to get involved, listen to the show because I will I will uh, solicit uh, uh, entries to be involved in the next listener summit right here on this very podcast. So let's keep it rolling. Joining me now is listener Jonathan. Jonathan, how you doing? Thanks for joining the program. Doing good, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been uh, it's nice to put a face to an email. We've sent a bunch of emails back and forth, and now I know who's saying like, "Hey, you missed something on Wednesday's show." So I appreciate I appreciate it. Uh, we're talking today's show, Listener Summit. We are talking kind of Blazers off season, and and just generally speaking, Jonathan, what do you want them to do? What like what's your vision for them over the next few months? What what do you want this to look like? Yeah, I'm all in on the keep Dame and big trade for the summer. Um, obviously, hoping for. The number one pick but uh, we'll we'll keep hope in that spot for now but i i do think they uh they've got enough assets i think to go for the big trade keep dame and hope something awesome happens in the first half of the year do you have a target in mind or a list of targets in mind like who you'd think or even if not that like types of guys who you think would help dame and take this team over the top yeah i mean i think like everybody like we'd like to see some really awesome small forward or you know forwardy type person join the team that's awesome right so um, I mean, I think Michael Bridges would be awesome. Mikel Bridges would be great. I think, you know, pick one of the Toronto goodies over there, like if, whether it's OG or Pascal, I think, um, I'd love to see, you know, a real high quality starting small forward that we could plug in there that could actually go out there and do it every night. What's your sort of optimism level with them getting that done? Cause it's like, obviously it's fun to sit here and we're recording this in the middle of May, right? So before the, before the lottery, before all that, and it's like, Okay, I believe. But what's your sort of optimism level now? Um, I don't know. I feel like they've got a pretty good package to offer. Like uh, previous seasons, I always felt like they were, you know, cobbling things together to go compete with teams that had huge trade packages to go win deals. But it kind of feels like this might be the season where they really have it. Right. So it's like I think if they can unlock that Chicago pick, get a nice war chest of first round picks and ant and, you know, other things maybe they could bundle up it starts to look like you could kind of talk your way into a pretty good like tier one trade, which 
I've always felt like the past few years, it was like, we just didn't have enough to bundle to right. go get something like that. But it feels like a realistic possibility at this time around. It does. Every Simons at age 23 is a lot more appealing than 29 year old CJ McCollum with a hundred million dollars left on his contract. It's just, it is the truth. Like I, I don't think uh, Ant has come to the level that CJ was, but like, he's on his way. I'm, I can, I can see the graph and it's heading up. So um, I, I, I agree with you. Are you team hold on to Shaden Sharp at all costs? Where, where are you at with that? Oh man, I struggle with that. So like, yes, I'm team hold on to Shaden Sharp at all costs, but I'm also <laughs> team like you got to get the big trade done. So right. I feel like if there's something on the table and it really is the right path and you got to put Shay in for that, like maybe. Like, I, but I mean, it'd have to be one of those you're like, I can't believe they brought this guy in kind of deals. And then I would probably be, okay, I can live with that. But man, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, you're balancing with this. It's like, you watch this guy at 19 and you're like, oh, he's going to be so special. And like, you don't want to get Jermaine O'Neal again. You don't want, you do not want Dale Davis for, you don't want 65 games of Dale Davis to be like, you know what? In the playoffs, Dale Davis is more helpful than 21-year-old Jermaine O'Neal. Oh, crap. Now Jermaine O'Neal's 25, and look how, look how good he is. He's Defensive Player of the Year. Like, it, it's there's a real there's a real part of me that says, like, trading Shaden Sharp is a mistake. But I I, I think you're you're right there. Like, what if it's some, you know, I, like putting these trades together just on the fly, but it's, it's something like Pascal Siakam, and you get a uh, sign-in trade for Jakob Pertl, and they're willing to throw in OG and OB. They're basically giving you the core, but you got to swap out your core of Ant and Shaden and picks to make it happen. And it's like, maybe, maybe, even if you would regret it, even even if you would regret it, I, I, I think there is there is some reality to that. Um, you you mentioned that you're all in on the Dame stuff. Did you ever waver? Have you ever have you ever been like, has this season ever kind of made you change your mind? Why have you stuck with it? Well, for. <clears throat> So been a fan for a super long time and I was season ticket holder this year. So we had our ups and downs, of course, but I was at the 71 point game and I wouldn't have missed that for anything. Right. Um, and kind of like Shaden as well, like where you go when you're, when you're there, Dame Shaden, they do something spectacular every single game. It's worth it. Like, even if they lose, they do something amazing. And I just don't know what you trade for Dame where next year we're all sitting here going, Oh, that was really great that we traded Dame. Like this is working out really well. Cause I think, what we've seen these last two years, which is really hard to watch them finish the way they finished. We might be committing to that for like three or four more years. Like, I don't know that I want to see more of that knowing that Dame is still in his prime. I just feel like you gotta, you gotta do it. Cause when's the next Dame coming around? I don't know, but like you got him. So you might as well keep it going. I think. Yeah. I think there is, I think there's a safe logic there. Uh, the friends of mine who are in the other boat are, have been like, I'm tired of this Mike. Like, I don't want to see it again. And my argument to them is like, do you remember how the season ended when they faced the Warriors and they lost by 50 something? It's like it there's no guarantee. Like I, I think they have a path back to the middle that's not that hard, but it's like there's no guarantee that it's not like, oh, this is the worst team in the league. We're getting thrashed. And you have to sit through that for 80 games and then tell yourself every night it was worth it. That 2028 first round pick. That's to, I'm I'm already scouting seventh graders. I've been in the gym. I've been in the gym counting seventh graders. I believe, right? Like, um, it's like some of my friends like have kids that age, right? It's like, do you think your kids could be the NBA by the next time the Blazers are good again? Uh, so I think there's a balance there. Uh, we are about a week away, a little less by the time this episode comes out. This is Thursday, May 11th episode for those of you listening. 
what is your what are your what's your feeling around the draft lottery? Is this is this the year they get lucky? And and what does it mean to you to see Brandon Roy back with the Blazers? I actually was really stoked to see that news. I think Joe or somebody was teasing out that they had somebody fun like you know marked for this, which I don't I don't know that you could do a whole lot better than B Roy. So I think that's cool. Um, I mean. I don't know. I kind of feel like, yeah, I mean, it'd be incredible if they hooked the number one pick. I still have the same, you know, Portland phobia that everyone has of picking a big man number one and then just like hoping somehow that it's going to work out, especially, you know, a 180 pound guy or whatever Victor weighs. Yeah. Like, so it makes me a little nervous, but I mean, I'm all in for that. I mean, hopefully that happens. I think what gets interesting to me, I guess, is if they get like number two, because then it's like, I got to think at that point, that pick becomes super valuable to a lot of teams. Um, and that makes things real interesting for Portland. So to me, from the trade side of things, I mean, I think if you catch two or three, maybe you've got like some a real nice chip. If you got number one, we've got a lot of hand wringing and optimism and hope and scariness that we'll have to go through. But man, it'd be exciting. Okay, so that's what I wanted to ask you. You beat me to it. Is there part of you that hopes they don't win because you don't want to deal with the Victor Wembanyama like anxiety, and you'd rather just say, "Okay, let's trade this pick for a star"? Like, where where do you fall on that? No, I mean, I, I think you you pick Victor and you go for it if you get him, right. and, and and we right. all have to be like, let's just hope this works because there's <laughs> just you know maybe the one time it it actually works in Portland's favor will be great. Um, and we don't all have to be sitting here 10 years from now going, man, Scoot was the pick. Look at Victor barely paid a season. Like we can't have that. We can't have that again. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I've heard some, uh, I've heard some sort of, I was in the room when, with Kevin Durant's workout stories over the years. And I'm like, don't ever share this publicly. Like no one needs to know these, these people have suffered enough. Like keep this, you know, everyone knows what it's, it's, as I said, yeah, on yesterday's show, or excuse me, on, on Wednesday's show is like, there was actually no second pick in the 2007 NBA draft. It's one of the only drafts in league history where there was where no one was drafted number two overall. So, uh, so yeah, like, we you might, don't even have to look it up. We might have to do that again this year. I keep seeing all these pictures posted. Of Scoot, I like. I don't think you could hurt Scoot if you tried. Let alone Victor feels like he could just blow over. So, like, yeah, it's a little scary. <laughs> It is, but that's the it's kind of the fun part of fandom, right? Is like that um, the anxiousness and the excitement and all of those things coupled into one. It's like it's what makes us keep coming back. It's why you said you've been a fan for so long. That's right, and I've already got my tickets to summer league, so I'm betting on Victor right now. There you go, there you go, and hopefully they like force Shaden to play at least like the first Friday game or whatever, so you get to see them both both in action. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining the program. This was a whole bunch of fun. Thanks so much, Mike. Let's close the show. We'll come back in the third segment. Listener Benito is going to join the program. We're going to keep talking about more of the Blazers offseason. Join us there in the third segment, won't you? Still a password point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locks on Blazers. We're still rolling along with the Listener Summit. Let's keep it moving. Joining me now, Listener Benito. We're having a whole bunch of fun talking Blazers offseason stuff. Benito, let's just start big. What the heck yeah. should they do this summer? Okay, so I know that you you don't like Trade Machine. I, I famously love Trade Machine. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but I just have one. I don't want to get out of the okay, way right hit me, away. Hit me with the fake trade. Let's go. Okay, Ant and a couple picks for DeJounte Murray. I feel like it's more of a change of scenery trade. What, how are you feeling about that? Uh, I do like the idea of DeJounte Murray and Dame. Um, I'm the, the Hawks with Amphrey Simons and Tra- it seems like, it seems like the Hawks do need to maybe not need to choose, but they're yeah. kind of 
um, there might be at a crossroads where they kind of do we are we all in on Trey Young or are we are we going to go another way? If they do go all in on Trey Young, it seems like Amphrey Simons is a weird fit with him because boy, are you going to struggle on defense? Right. But Ant is a great <laughs> off ball. Ant is a great off ball player, and yeah. Trey is such a smart passer that he would help. I. I would say I don't hate it. In fact, in general, I think I like it, depending on what the picks are. But I worry that the Hawks um, hang up very quickly. Yeah, I, it would. I know that that would benefit us, and, and that's a reason why I don't really like Trade Machine as well. Because every trade that we make, nine times out of ten, it's gonna just benefit us. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like that's like the nature of being a fan. You're right. You're like put. You're like clicking the thing. And you're like. Oh, I don't, I don't want to hold on. That's, that might be too far. I might have like, <laughs> I, 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 oops. Like, but then all of a sudden, like you have Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler on the Blazers roster. And you're like, well, I'm not apologizing for that one. That's fine. I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. So, for nurking a couple picks. <laughs> exactly. 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 Throw in, throw in as your little, if they need to make the money work. Um, So it sounds like you are in favor of in general, giving this a shot with Damian Lillard. Is that where you kind of stand? Do you think like they, Oh, it's whatever O means to Dame to give him a shot or kind of where are you with that? Yeah, sure. So I, on Monday or Tuesday's episode, I believe you mentioned like the philosophical right thing to do, right? Uh, and I think, honestly, it's keep Dame for no other reason. And this is going to sound really silly. Then like he has given us the best years of his life, right? I feel like we need to give him that shot to be like, all right, you can make this in one or two years. Like you will get a chip in one or two years. Because you have done all this for us, we're going to make the best effort to get you that that ring. Yeah, I think there is. I think there is some sort of like existential part of the calculation where it's like Dame has been such you know a capital L loyal. I don't know even like, right. It's mostly it's a lot of his branding. Um, sure, but sure. but it's like he's he has really committed to the franchise, and perhaps perhaps they have been. You know, I don't think I. I, I think it's maybe overstated that they never like they never tried. They just tried one thing over and over again in a bunch of different ways. I, I do think they owe him a sort of like a one big swing. Yeah, maybe, maybe if they if they feel like they can't get that swing done, I don't. I won't feel like he was deeply cheated. But I I, I can totally see that side of the argument where it's like, yeah, they owe him. They owe him to go into the June, the draft in June and the first couple of weeks of free agency in July and be like, we're going to try to make this happen. And really, if they don't make it happen on draft night, then that's a whole nother thing. But like, um, but that's it, it. To me, there is they owe it. They, they it, to me, it is reasonable to think that they owe that one big shot uh, on that on sort of on that level. Yeah. Do you want do you want them to go nuts? Like, do you want them to, you know, trade Nurk, trade Ant, trade all the picks, trade it? Like, do you want like are you are you to the point where you say, hey, let's be ap let's have this team be absolutely as good as they can possibly be over the next two seasons? Or is there part of you that wants to kind of like hedge and see if you can figure out how to how to, you know, do live both worlds? So I have my keep list. These are the people that I think definitely. Oh, made give us the keep list. You yeah. came prepared, Benito. I love it. Give us a keep oh. list. I got all right. So Dame, obviously, we we're just talking about that. Uh, Matisse, I feel like the upside of him is crazy. Like, and the fact that he only got a couple votes for all defensive team. Spoiler alert: If you haven't looked at that, uh, I feel I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, Cam Reddish absolutely won me over. I, I feel like he just needs to hit his stride. Uh, Skyler Mays, uh, I feel Skyler like Skyler Mays on the keep list. Let's go. Dude, he, he's crazy. He was, if we don't he was sign good. him, someone was, else will. He was good. Yeah, he was good. Okay. 
Uh, Justice, if he can stay healthy, we need to bubble wrap that man like ASAP. Uh, let's see who else. Oh, Shaden, obviously. I mean, yeah, Shaden I was gonna say like Shaden Sharp getting Shaden Sharp getting buried below Skylar Mays is incredible. Blazers fan stuff. Keep it up, Benito. I love to see it. Okay, so those are your five, or do you have more? I guess those. That's, that's I, I think that's about it. I, I like I, I like those guys a lot. Uh, Drew Eubanks, I feel like as a backup center, like as you always say, if he's your second or third guy out. I mean, that's a competitive team, right? Yeah, it's just you don't... It, when he played 30 minutes a night, the Blazers look bad. It's, it's, it, it is what it is. Yeah, I think... I mean, I would I would maybe quibble with that because I'm, like, not much of a Cam Reddish believer. And, sure. Um, and, like, uh, keeping backup point guard Skylar Mays on the must-keep list is funny <laughs> to me, but he was good. Like, he was legitimately good. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, um, it on the... I like that he's on the must-keep list. Yeah, like... Trending, too. I, I think... I think a uh, trend did throw him in there. Yeah. Now, now you're at half of the roster. You got eight guys yeah. on there. Now you, you've really limited it. Um, I'll say this. I once asked a friend, I said, I was like, who do you want them to bring back? And she was like, everyone, every time the Blazers get a player, I want them to keep that player forever. And I was like, I love that spirit. Right. It was like, I was like, Hey, do you want them to bring back Thomas Robinson? And she's like, never get rid of anyone. So there is, there's, there's a spirit that I, that I appreciate there. I, I think, I think the sort of like try to keep, I think the big question you hit on is like, if they do go in all in for Dame, prioritize yeah. keeping Shane Sharp, because then if you do have to pull the plug, at least you still have this like really special dude in his early twenties that yeah. like, even if things go South, you can say, okay, well that didn't work. And the next generation is all is still here. Um, and I think, I think it's reasonable to, to think the Blazers will try to do that. They, um, he's their he's their special little guy. They got him seventh overall, <laughs> and they were the ones brave enough to take him and not go for you know Ben Matherin or the or the Keegan Murray's the sort of more known quantities uh, that went ahead of him. I think those were the two teams specifically that I was worried about taking Shaden Sharp, um, or like concerned that they might uh, take Sharp. Uh, maybe maybe the Pistons should have, but I don't. I think Jaden Ivey was pretty consistently higher up there. So I think there is something to that, right? It's like Dame yeah. and Shaden and everybody else you know everyone else is a maybe i i think that i i feel like that's that's logical i think there's a lot of people who go the other way right shaden only and everyone else and everyone else is is penciled in um okay it is it is teacher appreciation week as we are recording this and benito you are a second grade teacher in southwest washington is that correct yes indeed at st joseph catholic school in vancouver washington all right, there you go. We we appreciate you, as I say all the time on the show. I appreciate you listening. I also appreciate getting out there and, and teaching the youths. Um, speaking of youths, the Blazers are going to have a G League team coming in the fall. It doesn't. The Rose City doesn't Vagabonds. Have, yeah. It, okay. Okay. Well, just just real quick, the the G League team doesn't have a name. It doesn't have a coach. It doesn't have a single player. It doesn't have colors. It doesn't have like. It is so light on branding, but luckily you came prepared with some ideas. Give me, you, you pitched this before we started recording. You, you've got a plan for the Blazers G League team. Will you share that with us now? All right. So the Rose City Vagabonds. Okay. Uh, uh, it's rose colored jerseys, right? Uh, okay. So I'm going to start at the five, walk it back down to the one. Got it. Ido Baji as center. I mean, I just want to see him play. I just want to see him play. Uh, Greg Brown, uh, Greg Brown coming back as power forward. There we go. Uh, Jonathan Williams, because I, I just want to say Jonathan on the podcast. Yeah, it's your uh, boy Nate. Let's go. I was never been more disappointed when I found out that he went by Nate. <laughs> uh, but Jonathan Williams, okay, so he'll be the three. Uh, bring back CJ Ellaby uh, for shooting guard. I think he, I think he's playing in Israel right now. As I'm sure he'd love to move back to North Portland. 
Uh, and then, of course, as point guard, John Butler. I'm kidding, kidding. Uh, Keon Johnson. <laughs> Keon. Keon has an NBA contract. You're going to have to kick him out, literally kick him out of the league to get him into the G League. But um, I think it would be nice if Keon had the opportunity, particularly last year. This year, you kind of hope that he's something else. But right. like last year, that he would have had a chance to play in the G League. In fact, my read on the Blazers, like, kind of uh and the reporting from Adrian Wojnarowski suggests that they were like basically like the league was like this is going to take two years and they were like no <laughs> they're like it's good <laughs> like no it's going to take 10 months like we're going to launch right. this in a year hence no t- no team no branding no coach no nothing as of may uh but like i think the like the key on johnson's of the world where it's like well, he's not going to play and right. he des- and he desperately needs minutes, but it's like a hassle and not valuable to send him to Stockton to play for the Kings or send him to, to wherever the the uh, what are they called now? Well, the Clippers G League team that they formerly known as the Agua Caliente Clippers, but they changed their name and I don't like it as much. But like, <laughs> um, you know, like the sort of inconvenience of finding those flex assignments, like this is why they're doing it, right? So they can say, Keon, there's no chance for you to play, but literally. 10 minutes from the arena, 10 minutes from the motor center, you can go play G league basketball. I think that's the move. So um, I'm with it. I think like, obviously uh, it's a fun G league roster. Uh, I think right. it, it'd be valuable to have two way guys there. Will you go to G league games? Oh, hundred percent. I'm already, I was already looking up like season ticket prices, stuff like that. And, and it's so close. I mean, it's just a hop and a skip away. Very, uh, yeah, it's very close to my house too. It's I, I will also probably attend a, a handful of games because it'll be, it, you know, it's, um, it's not like incredibly high level organized basketball, but it's sure. it's pro ball. Like those are pros. They're for sure. It's 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 um, uh, it is it is definitely professional basketball. Actually, in tomorrow's show, as you're listening to this, you'll there'll be Friday's show. Uh, I'm going to have a guest on the on the this very podcast who works in the G league is going to kind of explain the nuts and bolts of what the G league looks like. So me and Benito were discussing that prior to hitting record. So I want to make sure we touched on it. Benito. Thanks so much. This was a ton of fun. I really appreciate you joining. I appreciate you listening all the time and sending me emails. Um, and so we can get uh, chat back and forth. And now I know what you look like. So when you send me an email, I'll picture the face. Uh, main thing. I just want, the Blazers to keep the vibes. I feel like the vibes were immaculate this year, even though we were losing the vibes were immaculate. And I just wanted to keep that same, same spirit going for next year. Thanks for having me, Mike. Uh, Yeah, of course. Uh, Do I share that uh, positivity and optimism about the Blazers vibes this season? I do not baby, but that's (laughs) why we have the listener summit. So people can find some positivity on the podcast because I'm not always bringing it. Appreciate you, Benito. It was a ton of fun. Thanks Mike. Thanks again to Jess, to Jonathan, and to Benito for joining the program. Listener Summits are a bunch of fun. We'll do some more this offseason, so make sure you listen to the show so you can get involved in the future one. Tomorrow's episode, Kevin Dana of the Santa Cruz Warriors is going to join the program. We're going to talk about what the Blazers G League teams kind of look like. Kevin's been working in the G League for a long time, close to a decade, uh, and he's going to give us the ins and outs of sort of how it's going to work as the Blazers introduce a new G League team in the fall. Make sure you come back. Do not miss that one. That will be Friday's show. Come back next week. We'll do five more. It's a whole bunch of fun. Next Tuesday is the draft lottery. we got a big week ahead of us. So tap into Lockdown Blazers. Tell your friends to do the same. Make it your first listen. You know the drill. Come on back. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.